yesterday, uh, the Parliamentary Budget Office um, ta- was talking about um, the cleaner fuel regulations that are expected. Uh, the report that uh, the the office, uh, the Parliamentary Budget Office, uh, released uh, talked about the impact that Canada's clean fuel regulations will have on everyday families. Now, they will take into effect, as I say, on July 1st. What that basically means uh, is that you will probably see over the next seven or eight years that gas prices will go up 17 cents per litre. Now, that's on top of the carbon tax. So what's that mean in regards to 17 cents per litre? Well, the Parliamentary Budget Office estimates for a low-income household, that means you'll be paying an extra $231 per year to gas up, and for higher-income households, uh, just over $1,000. Now, the cleaner fuel regulations uh, have been long promised. Um, they've been delayed for a while, but uh, they're look, over the long term, the new regulations uh, require fuel suppliers to grab gradually reduce the carbon intensity of uh, gasoline and diesel fuels uh, in the country. Well, Pierre Polyev, the leader of the Conservative Party, certainly brought up the issue uh, this week. Take a listen to his questions at, in question period uh, this week. We know that the Prime Minister plans to raise it up to $0.41 cents a litre, or $1,500 net after rebates per family. But what most people don't know is that there is a second carbon tax he plans to stack on top of the first one, a sneaky tax he calls a fuel standard that will hit home heating, gas, our factories and countless other higher costs. So how much, how much and how much will Canadians pay in higher gas and diesel prices because of the second Liberal carbon tax? Well, the Parliamentary Budget Office answered that question yesterday, 17 cents per litre, and Mr. Polyev, of course, referring to the second carbon tax. That was uh, the cleaner fuel tax. Now, Environment Minister Stephen Gilbeau uh, spoke on the issue the other day and talked about the importance of having cleaner fuel standards. Take a listen. The clean fuel standard is not a carbon price. It's a polluter pay principle. Refineries are making record level profits, and, and we feel that they must do their fair share in helping fighting climate change, like any other sectors of our economy, as we've shown in our emission reduction plan last year. Every sector must contribute, and refiners must contribute as well. They have substantially increased, 27 cents of increased refining margins between 2019 and 2021 alone. They can afford to invest in fighting climate change. That was uh, Environment Minister Stephen Gilbo speaking on the issue of uh, the uh, 17 cent per liter uh, increase over the next seven years in regards to the cleaner fuel tax. Joining me now to talk a little bit about uh, the cleaner fuel tax is Peter Millibar. He's a BC uh, United finance critic and Kamloops North Thompson MLA. Peter, thank you for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, Josh. So what's this mean in the context of British Columbia? I know sometimes we lead uh, this country on our uh, response to climate change. How does this or does it does this impact British Columbia? Well, it most certainly impacts British Columbia. So, uh, you know, I, I'm actually quite happy to see that the PBO came out with a, a price per reader. Uh, I've been asking uh, the provincial government since Clean BC was launched uh, back when they first started in 2018 or so, uh, what the BC uh, low carbon fuel standard would actually mean to the price of the pump. Because when you're creating a, a fuel mix, it doesn't exist anywhere else uh, in our, our area that services us with fuel being in Alberta and Washington State, there's obviously going to be a premium uh, put on that. So 
so so seeing now that uh, that in fact it is a significant portion to the uh, per liter charge, and given that uh, we already have this standard in place, um, you know it's no wonder that BC has the highest uh, gas prices to go along with the highest gas taxes in North America. And I guess most concerning is back when uh, former Premier Horgan. Uh, said he was going to tackle gas prices in BC. He, he cut the BCUC to look into gas pricing uh, in BC, but they were forbidden from looking at government policy, provincial NDP policy, and provincial NDP taxes on the price of the pump. And I guess now we know why they didn't want uh, that looked at, because uh, obviously the steps they took with their uh, next level of, of uh, low-carbon fuel standard was going to add costs to the pump. Isn't there any way to demand... Uh in a cleaner fuel uh, to reduce emissions without it hitting the consumer? Is there, is there not a way to extract higher standards from these uh, companies without actually it hitting the pocketbook of taxpayers? Well, not really. Uh, you know, it's, a, it's an additive basically to the product that, that of course, has a production cost uh, to it to add it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, now, if you have Alberta and, and all the other provinces, Washington State, uh, getting near the same standard, Uh, perhaps the premium won't be quite as significant. But I guess more worrisome is, I mean, I was asking uh, for literally years, the environment minister in B.C., uh, the energy minister in B.C., the finance minister in B.C., what type of modeling was done to find out what the price of the pump would be. And they were always dismissive. They always said they hadn't looked into it. It'd be hard to quantify. It might only be a couple of cents a litre. Um, And here we have a PBO report that says 17 cents a litre, and that's on a 15% low-carbon fuel standard. In B.C., we're at a 20% low-carbon fuel standard. So um, it's a significant difference to the price. And when you're trying to figure out the 50 or 60, 70 cents a litre difference between us and Alberta currently, um, I think it it points a very clear indication as to why we would be paying as much as we are, especially as we head into the the busy summer driving months. Well, I'm just basing this on Mr. Polyev's math. He says, look, the carbon tax is 41 cents per litre by the time it's fully implemented by 2030. This second carbon tax, as he refers to it, the 17 cents per litre for the cleaner fuel tax, is another 17 uh, uh, cents. So that takes us up to 58 cents per litre. I don't know how by 2030 this can remotely be palatable. I mean, I think everybody knows we need to do our part for climate change, but how do you do that in the context of the family budget? I'm just shocked that they somehow think this is remotely going to be palatable in the next few years. Well, I think it speaks to the broader uh, piece, at least provincially here, um, in terms of uh, the NDP not wanting to have an open and transparent conversation around some of these issues. And so um, I think if people are going to make climate decisions, they need to have the information in front of them. The, the public needs to fully understand what the tax policy is, um, uh, what the cost implication is. Uh, the government needs to properly defend that based on an on open and transparent understanding of the facts. Uh, that's not what we've had to this point, as we've led the country in these these low carbon fuel standards. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if that's if that's what British Columbians say is a priority, fair enough. But let's have that conversation with all of the facts in front of us. Not a BCUC report that's not allowed to look at these types of input costs into into uh, fuel at the pumps. Um, a government that says they've done no modeling. Uh, yet here you have a PBO office federally that came up with the number relatively quickly. So. That's, I think, the bigger concern I have. This is just as a layer of, of secrecy. And if you want actual buy-in from a population on where you're headed as a government, 
you need to have that open and transparent and forthright conversation with them so they understand uh, the positives and the negatives of any of these types of taxation policy decisions. For just joining us, we are speaking to Peter Millibar, BC United finance critic and Kamloops North Thompson MLA. We're talking about um, Canada's clean fuel regulations, which are set to take effect on July 1st. The new regulations will require fuel suppliers to gradually reduce the carbon intensity of gasoline and diesel fuels in the country. Sounds very bureaucratic, doesn't it? But what it, what's it mean to you? Well, uh, once it's fully implemented, it'll mean about 17 cents per litre. You'll be paying extra on top of the carbon tax, which is another 41 cents per litre. So 58 cents per litre once it's fully implemented by uh, 2030. Uh, the 17 cents alone for higher income households is about $1,000 extra per year, $231 for lower income households. Now look, eventually the the move is, or at least the desire from the government is to move us towards EVs uh, to do our part in regards to dealing with climate change. But I don't know, folks. Uh, you know, if, if you can't pay your bills and it's already expensive to live in Metro Vancouver or in many other parts of British Columbia. Victoria is not cheap. The interior is not cheap either. It is the reality of everyday life here in British Columbia. I'm not sure how adding this much cost is somehow going to compel someone to just buy an EV, assuming they got lots of money kicking around. Uh, I understand doing our part, but uh, I'm very concerned in regards to the impact on people's uh, uh, pocketbooks. Give me a call on the open line, 604-280-9898, star 9898 on your cell phone. Uh, let's go to Alan in South Surrey. Hi, Alan. Yeah, sorry. I just a uh, quick reminder that the uh, cosseted, uh, you know, elite in Ottawa and in Victoria are totally insulated from the reality of what it costs, mm-hmm. because the cost of carbon taxing is embedded in everything that you touch, buy, and eat. Mm-hmm. Whether the baker is baking your bread, or whether the food is coming on transport, or whether it's coming on a locomotive, uh, carbon taxes are embedded into the cost of all goods and services that you touch in Canada, mm-hmm. and uh, the reality is. And the insanity is uh, that uh, before COVID, we were racking up uh, a million uh, a month cross-border on the three border crossing just south of Vancouver. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's uh, all of a sudden, if everybody only spent $100 on fuel, that's about a $600 million a direct loss per annum just in direct taxation. And believe me, the lineups, when I see them uh, stretching from Costco to, say, Penn cents a liter, also stretching all the way back from Blaine. So please, somebody go down to Blaine and uh, Linden and take a look at the lineups and take a look at the lineups at the gas stations because it's just like the cigarette tax. Once you bring the tax to a, law, a level of law of diminishing returns, it's no longer worthwhile to tax because now you lose everything. You don't lose a little bit of tax. You lose all of it once yep. it's sent to... Uh, you know, Indian reserves for cigarettes, or whether it's sent to the mob for bootleg cigarettes, or whether it's sent for uh, fuel. So at some point, you, you know, the straw breaks the camel's backs. Alan, thank you for your that Alan, time. thank you for your call. Appreciate it. I mean, to cut you off, I've got lots of folks waiting, but I get your point. You're right. The behavior we want is moving towards EVs, uh, but you're right. It's also going to push a lot of people across the border. You can already see that in lineups uh, already uh, in in Surrey and, and in Abbotsford and in Point Roberts as well. Let's go to Mitch in Vancouver. Hi, Mitch. Hey. What's on your mind? Hello, Jeff. Um, well, basically, I don't really know anyone that agrees with this, uh, you know, the surcharge and the fuel, the carbon tax. And 
furthermore, like, I know a lot of people who are moving out to the Valley and they're commuting to Vancouver every day, sitting in gridlock traffic, so I don't really understand the, you know, at the end of the day, we all get left with that, right? Oh, you're absolutely right. It, it, this is about uh, changing behavior. I just think there's better ways to do it rather than sticking to the working people. That's that's the cool. cool. I mean, I think I'm okay with a carbon tax, uh, but it, yeah. but it has to be revenue neutral. Number one, and then when you add this on top of it, it's just not fair to everyday working people. It's just not fair, and uh, you've yeah, got to. Yeah. It doesn't fit the family budget. I don't. I mean, look at the amount of people who didn't want to pay the 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 um, uh, the, the toll on the Port Man and the, the huge increase we saw over uh, over the Patello Bridge, the Alex Fraser Bridge. And there is going to be a tax revolt. There is a reckoning coming eventually. Peter, I'm going to give you a last word. You got about 30 seconds left. Uh, uh, is there anything at this point we can do beyond as taxpayers calling up our MPs and MLAs and uh, raising bloody heck? Well, I think it's important to note that BC is always a bit unique in these conversations because we already exceed all of these federal uh, areas. And so we're actually paying this already uh, to British Columbia, and then we get exempted from the federal side of it. Uh, the problem is that if you're trying to change behavior with this, you need a government willing to actually openly talk about what they're actually charging you at the pump to try to get you to change your behavior. If they just want to quietly hide it in the price of the pump and hope you're going to magically change your habits but not even realizing what you're actually paying in low-carbon fuel standards in British Columbia already and what you're already paying in carbon tax... How are you going to, you just assume you're paying really high gas prices. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that transparency and that open conversation by the NDP is completely missing because they actually don't want to tell you that it's their policies that is adding uh, currently uh, almost uh, 50 cents a litre at the pump. Peter, thank you so much. Have yourself a wonderful weekend. Great, thank you.